1: Sunbelt Podcast. Fun Belt
0: Podcast. Fun Belt Podcast. Fun Belt Podcast.
2: It's just a, a great conference that is at a, at a point right now where they're, I think, clearly the best group of five
1: conference in the country. The state of Sunbelt football is the strongest in our history.
2: Uh, and we got to continue to showcase uh, what our league is about.
0: 2020 was the crazy year of COVID, but it was also the year of the Chanticleer. Joining us tonight to talk about the Coastal Carolina team, the co champions from last year. He joins myself, Dusty Thibodeau, Jeremy Harper from
1: HowRazor.com. Oh my God. It, it's it's a day. It's a day. I get I mean, it. I understand. Look, I do let's get- Just move on. Just move yeah, on. Yeah. I, I'm
0: so sorry. We're nine episodes in, and we still have to wear name tags around here. Uh, join us, though, the voice of the Chanticleers. Hey, that's twice in a row. I've gotten it right. Joe Cassian. How you doing, Cassion? How you doing, Cassion? See, I, oh. I I knew I was going <laughs> to mispronounce something or another. I mean, with the last name Thibodeau, I'm used to it. So, apologies, but welcome to the. No park. worries. No, no worries. <laughs> I've
2: been called Cushion and all kind of crazy things. So you're you're pretty close. We're good. That's two.
1: That's two strikes on Thibodeau tonight. You only got one strike, Dusty. Batting (laughs) a hundred
0: sometimes will keep you in the pros, depending on what that contract looks like. But anyway, we're here to talk football. So last year, Coastal Carolina definitely had the ideal season, and you know, eleven and one. Yeah, the ball game didn't go the way they wanted it to. They didn't get the chance to play the Cajuns in a true conference championship and have that outright championship. You were there for all the games. What was your view like for that? And at what point did you say, God, this is going to be a special year for us? First of all, thanks for
2: having me on. It's always great to talk some Chanticleer football as we are, you know, one week out from the 2021 season. It was special the whole season. It was just a special team, you know, special group, special time to, to, you know, just be able to take it all in and, and watch, from the Kansas game, even though uh, even all all the way through the end against Liberty, that didn't like you said, that didn't go our way. But that didn't tarnish, you know, what this team accomplished. Uh, just an incredible group of young men and coaches who really came together under some extremely difficult circumstances. Of course, everybody in college football played under those circumstances, but you know, do what this team did last season to to go eleven and one and you know win that uh, that conference championship, win a share of it. You know with Louisiana, and uh, unfortunately, I wish we would have played that game. You know? <laughs> I w- wish we would have played that game, but we didn't. It didn't work out. But um, yeah, you ask when did I realize, or when when I thought maybe we had something special. You know, I mean, we won. You know, we won the first two convincingly. We beat Kansas and Campbell, and then we beat Arkansas State in a way that we hadn't done that. We lost all three. You know, coming in, we lost all three to them two blowouts and then the, the Jonesboro game in 2019 was one that they they did everything they could to give to us and we just didn't take it at the end uh but then to, to beat them the way that we did I kind of thought wow you know that was uh we looked pretty good out there and then to go beat Louisiana you know in that nationally televised game on a Wednesday night our first you know ranked win over an FBS team that's what I knew and I on the flight back to South Carolina, you know, that was a good, really good Louisiana team that we went and and just went toe-to-toe with and beat. And that's when I knew that I thought we really had something special going.
1: You know, Joe, we don't have to rehash what happened at Arkansas State. In fact, in fact, I think we should just we might just cut that out of the entire audio. I hope you don't mind because we honestly don't like I, at least I, I can't speak for Dusty, but I don't like reliving that. But I do want to ask you one thing. You know, you were talking about how Arkansas State had, had, had won three times in a row. And uh, as an Arkansas State guy, I've been watching Coastal Carolina all those years. And every year, they looked like a team that was a little bit smaller, used a lot of like razzle-dazzle on offense to try to do a little misdirection. Uh, if, if you had like five quarterbacks on the field at once, that would not have surprised me because there's always something goofy going on with the Chanticleer offense. And then last year, suddenly, the defensive line looked huge. The offensive line looked huge. You had a quarterback in Grayson McCall that was just all – you know, all cool. It was just making plays left and right. And you just seemed like a different team. How did that happen? I would say. It's a sorcery, lot of it isn't just, it? It was witchcraft. No, nah, I, well,
2: I mean, you no, know, <laughs> I mean, that, 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 you don't go 11 and one and beat the teams that we beat the way we won by, you know, smoke and mirrors. I mean, we, we, we have talent. We've got good talent. Well, got great talent, in my opinion. We've got guys that can play. We've got coaches that can coach, and I think, first of all, Jamie's, you know, Coach Chadwell's culture really, you know, took hold. It took root in that locker room and in that program, and those kids, every last one of them bought into it, you know, and they play with a hunger, and coaches talk about this. I've heard him talk about it, and they play with a hunger last year uh, that, I, that I think will be important this season, but last season, they played with a hunger that was just you know, it was just voracious, you know, it was insatiable. They, they, that team wanted to prove that the first three seasons of FBS football are not indicative of what Coastal Carolina football has been through the years. And we don't have a long history. You know, we only started in 2003, but we played 14 seasons at the FCS level and we were really good. We had a bunch of good teams. You know, there was tradition there. There's a tradition of winning and good teams and good players and good coaches you know, starting with David Bennett, who started the program, and Joe Moglia, and then now to Jamie Chadwell. And those kids, a lot of them experienced seniors last year, said, we're not going out this way. We're not going out three and nine or five and seven or anything like that. We're going to go out there, and we're going to take what we want. And that's what they did. I saw, those kids went out there and just took it. You know, and, Such- and you mentioned Grayson McCall. I mean, he, he comes in, and he, he's a difference maker. He, he gave us stability and outstanding, outstanding play. You know, the player of the year in the conference, he gave us that level of play that you have to have out of that position to have a chance to be really good. And then our so you, defense was just – our defense was out of
1: sight. And it's just a lot of things that just kind of came together. And we're just really good. You mentioned Joe Moglio, who was, like, not only just a – You know, a good football coach, but just a character, right? You know, he's a a captain of industry. I think he wrote a a novel about business. I kept waiting for a great stock tip from him. He never really gave it to me. If you have any uh, pull with Moglia, please uh, let let him know that I'm looking for a tip. But then in comes Chadwell, and and he seems more of the quiet guy. You know, he seems more of the buttoned up sort of just – uh, X's and O's guys. Do I have that wrong? Is he is is he as charismatic or if I am I missing it somehow? Or is he more of a, a sort of of a, uh, a a classic head coach? J- Jamie's J- Jamie is
2: special, you know, I mean and, and, and Coach Mowgli was too. I mean coach brought Coach Mowgli brought a different he brought a different approach. I mean, you know, David Bennett was our first coach and, and he, you want to talk about charismatic and out there and and, and he could hold court you know, for an hour or two, if he wanted to, he was that kind of guy. And then coach Mowgli came in and he, he was kind of more of the, I would say more of the on the field button down, kind of the CEO type. I mean, he got a great staff around him. He was a great motivator. And then Jamie, you know, comes in at Jamie's high energy guy. I mean, I, I love what, what he brings. He's high energy. He, 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 instilled that hunger, that culture, you know, he, he will get after it. It may not seem like it at times if they show him on TV but he, he will get after it. He, he can get some people fired up and get some people motivated. I, I love that. Among many, many things I love about
0: Coach, that's, that's one of them I love. Kind of closing out last season, that Brigham Young game, I forget who was on the schedule for Coastal that week. How did that game kind of come about? And then do you feel that was like, I hate to say, the peak of the season? Because, I mean, it was a huge game, the fact that it was scheduled maybe that Wednesday, Thursday of that week. But was that what really put Coastal on the map last year? I don't think there's any doubt about it. You know, I
2: mean, we were originally scheduled to play Liberty, which used to be, you know, our big rival in the Big South Conference. I mean, we had some titanic battles with Liberty through the years at their place and at ours. Great football games. We would always, you know, the Big South Conference championship typically came down to us or them. You know, and then Charleston Southern kind of worked their way in there, you know, towards the end. But, I mean, they were scheduled to come to us, and they were nationally ranked. And that game wasn't originally on the schedule when the season started, when the schedules kind of got, you know, screwed up and everybody decided to go in conference and all that kind of stuff. We got them for that game. And then as it led down to it, they were 9-1, and we were 9-0. and And the next thing you know, we find out the game day is coming. So it's like, holy mackerel, how great is this, you know? This is just awesome. And so the first couple of days of, the, of that week, you know, I'm putting radio charts together and doing a few radio hits with some people in Lynchburg. And uh, at the, the Wednesday morning of, the, of that week, I actually had, had spoken, had done some ra- done a radio interview with you know, a couple of my great radio friends there, there at Liberty, Alan York and Nick Pierce. And we, we, we went down old times. We talked about some old games, and it was really neat. And then about an hour or two later after we wrapped up, all of a sudden on Twitter, I start seeing, you know, unconfirmed reports that their quarterback Malik Willis had tested positive for COVID. And when I saw that, I thought, you know, first of all, I thought, I hope he's, I hope he's going to be okay. You know, I hope nothing is going to be bad with him or the team. And the next thought was we're not playing, you know, because you could see that that script was written all year. We're not playing. And I thought, Oh my gosh, you know, we're not, not only are we not playing this game but game day, probably isn't going to stick around and, man, what a great opportunity is fixing to go by the boards. And then as the day developed, I started, you know, from from people at the school, hey, wait, m- maybe all might not be lost, you know. And then the next thing, you know, I get a message saying, <laughs> watch out Thursday morning because <laughs> something big is about to drop and it's probably going to be BYU. And I thought, oh, wow, you know, they're coming game days. You know, that that just took it from here to here, you know, in terms of the, the prestige of that kind of game because they were, you know, ranked eighth in the country. Then the game happened. You know, they, 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 they diverted their equipment truck. Yeah, they just sent it East. You know, they said, go East, you know, we'll tell you where to go. Just go East. We'll tell you which, yeah, you know, you're going North or South or wherever they wind up, you know, of course coming to Conway and they fly across the country. And then we get in that game and it's just, I mean, it was just a fabulous football game. I, one of the best, one of the two or three best in my opinion, all year went right down to the wire you know, we stopped Dax Mill, and they're at the one and a half. And you know, yeah. I, I, after that, you know, then we had to pick up and go play a, a game against Troy, which I still don't understand why we had to play. But you know, that 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 would be a question for last night's guest. But anyway, yeah, BYU game probably was the uh, the, the highlight of the year. No.
1: Hey, Joe, Dusty, and I both saw that that game, and we agree it was a wonderful game, and it was great for the Sun Belt to see that game come through. Uh, It could have been one of those games where both teams played poorly or one team played well while the other team played poorly, but really was a good haymaker game. You know, just two guys slugging it out. We were talking about how it was just really cool to have two teams play each other without much time for a game plan or anything. It was just classic. Let's get, let's settle this on the gridiron and you guys pulled it out. Congratulations. Well, I
2: appreciate that. You know, all the credit goes to those kids and those coaches who were able to pull that thing together in less than 48 hours. But, yeah, I mean, you know, Jeremy, I mean, you don't have to have two or three years in advance to figure out who you're going to play. You really don't, (laughs) you know, to have a good football game. I mean, now, did it hurt BYU to have to come across a couple of time zones to face us that, you know, that runs the kind of offense that we do and does what we do? You know, maybe, but, you know, they agreed to come. They said we're gonna but, go play.
1: Hey, do we play? Joe, you
2: don't you don't need all that time to do that. We're we're seeing I'm seeing in, in South Carolina right now high schools that are doing the very same thing. They're doing the you know COVID protocols or wiping out games and like, hey, you want to go play? Yeah, let's go play Friday night. Let's go do this. It can be done. If there's a will, there's a way. It can be done. And when it was done, that was a heck of a football game.
1: Yeah, and that who knows? Yeah, you know, with the Delta variant, we might be doing that again. One question that I did have for about the team and i'd like to hear your opinion on it i, I was at sunbelt media day or at least virtually i was at sunbelt media day and i did listen to jamie talk about the team and I, you had a couple guys up there too that were talking a little bit how you were saying how they had something to prove and that they actually have something to prove this year too uh is there a chance that this team peaked a little too quickly too high and that there might be a letdown this year you know, I think that's a
2: that's a great question. My, my my immediate answer would be, you know, probably not. I mean, I hope not. You you never know until you get into the situation. <laughs> you know, you never know until we tee this thing up next week. the The interesting thing about it is we have all these super seniors back. You know, all of these guys who were you know senior leaders last year who really spearheaded that effort. They're all back. So I mean, and that and that is that's kind of one of the things that I wonder about. Again, hunger is the hunger still there? Is the edge? Still there, I mean, do, do we do we carry that over? Do these guys carry that over? Is that same attitude in the locker room, you know, you know this year when we go play, you know, lead things, lead things off of the Citadel next week and then Kansas after that, is that same hunger there? I mean, I, everything that I've been able to gather, you know, the, the scrimmage I saw, you know, a week or so ago and then just, you know, kind of being around the kids as much as I can be, which really obviously, obviously still is not much. You know, but and talking to Jamie, I, I think I think it's still there, and I, I think we'll, we will see. You know, the, the same kind of effort from our kids now, whether or not we, you know, there are many, aren't many are ways to go from eleven and one. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, not up. I mean improved. twelve and zero obviously is improvement. Now that, that would be improvement. But if we go nine and three and eight and four, I mean, what are people going to think about that? You know what, what what's going to be the what's going to be the uh,
1: the impression of that? So. Yeah. Okay, you said something that was interesting and it brings me back to a, a question I wanted to ask too, because uh, I, I brought it up in a column that I wrote. Is that the, sh- the chance were... The hey, shot. The chance. There you the go. Coastal <laughs> Carolina. There you <laughs> go. Uh, were ranked in the, in the AP and the coaches preseason polls this year, which is great for the Sun Belt, great for Coastal Carolina. Congratulations. Thank you very much for doing that. Here's the thing though, even though it's the what you're saying, which the paper bears, the roster bears it out. You got pretty much the exact same team coming back. Same guys, same superstars, maybe even a little easier schedule. And yet ranked, what was it, 22 or 23 when he finished the year? Was it 12? Is that a slight, should we be actually a little aggravated by this? Louisiana too. Both took hits, even though both teams are essentially the same teams. Should we be rubbing our chins and going, what the heck?
2: Only if that kind of thing is surprising about group of five clubs, honestly. You know, I mean, that, that's, that's the level of respect that the group of five gets. I mean, we got to the end of last year. You know, Coastal was right there. We were right there in the college football playoff rankings. And who was ahead of us? You know, Iowa State. Now, Now, scratch your head and figure that one out. Now, why in the world is Iowa State – ahead of us in the college football playoff ranking last year. I mean, Louisiana went up there and stomped, you know, stomped their rear ends, and then we went and beat Louisiana. So if you, if you take it like that, on-field results have to matter, right? Doesn't that matter to anybody? Apparently it
1: doesn't.
2: You know, and we, we're still ranked behind Iowa State and I, I, you know, for, for reasons that, that I didn't understand. But, no, it, you know, should we be ranked higher after what we did last season? I, I, absolutely, I think so. And so should Louisiana. You know, and if, if Louisiana beats Texas, that isn't going to surprise me. Now, all the talking heads that love Power 5 football, their heads will explode over something like that. But it wouldn't shock me at all to watch that happen. It really wouldn't. But, no, I mean, I'm, I, you know, I'm happy that our team is in the top 25. I'm happy that Louisiana's right there. As you say, it's great for the Sun Belt. If, if, if we're comparing, you know, apples to apples, you know, what, what happened last season, we both ought to be higher.
0: Let's be honest. I think everyone under the sun knows Grayson McCall, Grayson McCall, Grayson McCall, and then Grayson McCall. But he's one guy. He's the quarterback. He can't be on the receiving end of the passes. Who are the other names that we need to really look out for this upcoming year for coastal Carolina, the mascot? We cannot say. <laughs> well, you nailed it, Dusty.
2: I mean, you got it, you know?
0: No, it's not all
2: just Grayson McCall. I mean, first of all, he's he's behind an outstanding offensive line. I mean, you know, you talk about Antoine Loper and Willie Lampkin and then three super seniors. And Sammy Thompson, the best of the lot up there is Trey Carter and then Steven Vodosky. Isaiah likely is an All-America tight end. I, I personally, I think he's the best in the country. You know, and, and we beat Louisiana, and he didn't even make the trip. You know, I saw, you know he, he is a, a big-time player, and I, I, you know he, he will play his way into the draft with a big season this year. You know, we also have Javon Hiley who caught 24 passes in the last two games of the season last year. You know, he had almost a season in two games. So he's back. You know, Cam Brown's out there as a wide out, too. Reese White, Shamari Jones running the football. I mean, they, they, we got we have a lot of offensive weapons to help Grayson out. Now, we will miss C.J. Marable, you know, who went to the Chicago Bears. I mean, he was kind of our Swiss Army knife kind of guy. You know, there was you know plays on the play sheet that said, hey, how, how do we get the ball to C.J.? You know? What, what do and we C.J. need to do Marable. to get the ball out of his hands? We will miss him, but there are plenty of weapons that we've got, you know, that, that, that Grayson has at his, at, at his disposal, and we should be just as good.
1: And C.J. Marable seemed like one of those guys that was there from, since the 1980s. It seemed like every year. <laughs> C.J. Marable, oh, my God. <laughs> so that's, that was great i'm actually relieved as a red wolves fan to see cj Marrable go off to chicago best of luck to cj i hope things work out well for him and that he never finds any more eligibility with with uh coastal carolina well, he was you know originally he was an arkansas state commit back in the day you i know, know. Yeah. <laughs> well, way back in the day and hey, we don't have to talk about that. We, we we should talk a little bit more about the uh actually what we should talk about a little bit. Uh Dusty is is sort of the reaction of Cajun's fans after the the cancellation of the Sun Belt game. Oh my goodness. And and suddenly, you know what? Like we were talking about how the first few years in the conference you know, Coastal was trying to find its, its, its identity and trying to get its footing. And it didn't really seem to have a big hated rival in the conference. It was just, you know, just a team that was still trying to find something. Suddenly, you seem to have all kinds of rivals, including the Cajuns. How bitter are the Cajuns in your estimation without trying to make any more enemies? You know, trying to be as diplomatic as you can. How deep is that rivalry right now?
2: Oh, I imagine, it's, I imagine it's pretty hot right this second. I mean, and, and certainly in the aftermath of what happened with the game being called off, I, I saw a lot of that reaction. Personally, that doesn't really bother me. I, I think it. I honestly, like you, I think it's great for a rivalry. Now, I hate that the game couldn't be played. Our kids, our coaches hate that the game couldn't be played. But – it was what it was. I mean, it was a COVID year. I mean, that kind of thing happened. I mean, it wasn't just that game that got called off. I mean, that I was across college football. You hated to see it in a situation like that, but it happened. And then the eruption of the fans, (laughs) you know, I I, I saw everybody jumping into the fray on that thing. (laughs) I just sat back and kind of laughed. I thought, Oh my goodness, I'm going to, I'm going to stay out of this and just let them, you know, let them have their day. And eventually it'll, it'll blow over, but, the, the formation of rivalries and getting something going is exactly right. You make a great point because we've been in the league, you know, several years and we really haven't had that kind of that edge, you know, that, that game where, you know, they just look at it. And you're like, I can't wait to play that team. I can't wait to go there and play that team in front of their fans and their people. And let's, let's see what happens. We had that with Liberty back in the day. You know, I mentioned them mm-hmm. a little while ago we had that and I, I love that. I mean, that's, you know, some places you go and there's, Two or three thousand people there. No one cares. It's like, "Ah, you know, I want to go somewhere where either we hate them or they hate us or vice versa. You know, and and the app people even got involved in that thing, too, last year. They couldn't (laughs) take it either because we beat them, too. And it's like, yeah, they couldn't stand it. They they wanted to get in on the act. I I thought the whole thing was great. I still do. Can't wait to play them.
1: I'm sure you're like, what the what's your problem, Mountaineers? You're not even part of this. I know that,
2: <laughs> they they decided to get involved in the whole thing. <laughs> now how I cool. think we we did we've got some guys that'll stir the pot on that thing a little bit, but I, I I too kind of think that, you know, we we want to get something going. And that, that was that's what makes it fun. You know, that's what makes, you know, college football and and rivalries and athletics, that's what makes it fun, you know? Exactly.
0: How, how great is it that it's congrats you made it. We hate you.
2: <laughs> you know you know you've arrived when people start to care you know they, they may like you they may hate you but at least they care enough you know to blow their lid and, and everything starts going they care
0: so, with, so without a doubt I think the favorites this year Louisiana Lafayette Coastal Carolina in the east who do you see being kind of the sleeper team that's either on your schedule or just looking at the league as a whole I, I think either either of the two Georgia teams, Georgia Southern,
2: Georgia State, I mean, I, I think those two teams could, could figure into this thing. They both have talent. You know, I, I, You know, Troy, Troy's always got talent. They've got quarterbacks and wideouts. They've always had those kind of guys since we've come into the league. I, I think if they can kind of get things going, they could be a sleeper. Now, in the West, you know, we play everybody but Louisiana, unfortunately. I, I hate that that game had to rotate off. So, I, you know, and all the new coaches in the West, I really have no idea. Over there, I mean, does Butch Jones get something going in George and uh, in Jones rather than that and Jonesboro rather than that fast? You know, does, does he get things you know turned back around there? You know, what happens at South Alabama? What happens at ULM? I mean, you know, Texas Texas State took a took an unusual you know they 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 did some unusual things to try to get their their program back going in the in the right direction. We see them as well. So I mean, yeah, the West you know past Louisiana, I think it's wide open. Who knows what can happen there? But you know, as far as our side of the division, I, I think Georgia Southern, Georgia State, either one of those two can, you know, they they can do something, and, and and certainly don't count App out. I mean, they they still have talent and speed, you know, maybe like no other in this league. I mean, they're so fast that that football team, you know, and we have to go there. So,
0: as a ULM alum, I am more than happy to trade Coastal Carolina for a bye week, and you can have Louisiana Lafayette off of our schedule. <laughs>
2: I'm interested to see what Terry Bowden and Rich Rod and that crowd is going to do. I, I think those are fascinating hires. You know, what, what are they going to do? I, that, that, that fascinates me.
0: Yeah, we, we, <laughs> we, we've had a lot of that uh, kind of off-air discussion internally mm-hmm. with our, our, our Fun Belt podcast crew there. And, and they always look at me going, what you all am going to do? And my answer is always, uh oh. um, <laughs> They haven't released a roster. They haven't released a two deep. They haven't really had any kind of open practices beyond saying uh, Rhett Rod is probably going to be the starting quarterback. I couldn't tell you anything else. And I couldn't tell you who showed up from the recruiting class. This team is going to have, we talked about the upper edge of, you know, not being able to game plan. They're going to have the upper hand for the opening week against Kentucky. Does that mean it's a win? I don't know. Because I don't even know what kind of team shows up, but <laughs> there will be a team that shows up.
1: That is so weird. <laughs> not, not even knowing the roster to me—that is this. That's the weirdest thing I've ever heard. So, the the culture in Monroe is super secrecy apparently. Hey Joe, you had mentioned your rivalry with Liberty, and we've been asking everybody that comes on, including uh. uh Commissioner Gill, including uh, Chris Vanini of the Athletic, and a, and a couple guys from like Texas State and Arkansas State. Who would you like to see come in the conference if realignment should punt a few our way? Would you like to see Liberty join the conference?
2: I'd love to see that. I, I really would. I mean, I would love to get you know things which they kind of were rekindled in the bowl game. You know, I mean, that was a heck of a football game. I hate that it didn't go our way, but I mean, I would, I wouldn't mind seeing that at all. I mean, that's a good, that would be a good regional you know, rivalry for us, you know, but get them back on the schedule, you know,
1: mm-hmm. How about anybody else? Anybody else that you look at and go, "Yeah, that'd be cool. Like a Southern Miss or a Marshall or somebody in that vein. I wouldn't mind a Charlotte or an old dominion.
2: You know, I mean, those, those two teams are close by and they're, they're, you know, Old Dominion was certainly a, a big-time FCS program. We played them in the FCS playoffs one year, and uh, when they had Taylor Heineke, who's, who's still in the league, but uh, you know that that wouldn't be a, a bad trip for us. Charlotte's an up-and-coming team. They they went to a bowl last year. They're doing some nice things, and you know maybe a Marshall, maybe a Southern Miss. I mean, you know, at, at, at this conference realignment stuff, I, I just I hope the Sun Belt is is prepared and positioned if you know with the dominoes and the chips continue to fall you know quite frankly and I'm not in those discussions I'm just a I'm just a radio dude you know the college football games on a Saturday but I I don't (laughs) yeah I watch this I hope that we would be you know positioned to be strengthened if something like that were to come our way if if the opportunity came presented itself to strengthen the league and, and and create some maybe some regional rivalries and increase the number of teams that that this you know this league would be prepared to do that
0: the inverse of that you feel that coastal is in a position that they could make that leap if the conference usa or aac or anyone else came calling
2: well our athletic budget would have to increase exponentially for us to you know to think about an aac you know i had that discussion with our ad at at, at sunbelt you know media day you know and and those discussions i would imagine are taking place but i mean our you know, our, our athletic budget would have to, to be on par with a, with a Tulsa or a Cincinnati or somebody like that. If you're talking the AAC, that kind of thing, you know, Conference USA. I'm not I'm not familiar with you know what their budgets are, but we would have to we'd have to bump that budget up, you know, considerably to be able to get in, into those leagues and be able to be competitive like we would want to be. So,
0: tell us about the campus. What, what's what's a typical game day like there for the Shanta Clears?
2: Growing in excitement every single season. You know, I mean, we, again, we're, we're not an old, you know, football program. I mean, this will only be our 19th season and we only became our own university, you know, in 1993, you know, when we left the the university of South Carolina system. So we're, we're still trying to get alumni, recent graduates, you know, older graduates involved in coming back. And that's getting better every single season. You know, it's, it's I think it's a really good tailgating atmosphere been out there before games. And, you know, I know a lot of the guys out there that that love to tailgate before a game, It's, it's getting better every single season. And I really, you know, last year, you know, we go 11-1 and one and we have a great year, but we can only put 5,000 in the stands. And I understand all that. I got all that. I knew why we, you know, all the protocols and the safety and you had to do all that to, you know, to keep people safe. But if, if we could have, we could have had a full house last year for some of these games, you know, like AB State, we would have sold that place out. We would have had people all over campus. BYU would have been absolutely just wild with people, especially with game day you know, on on site there, but uh, it's getting better all the time. There's so much to do in Horry County and Myrtle Beach, so many things to see, a big-time tourist attraction. Weather is always great, you know, plenty for the family to do, and, uh, again, getting better all the time, and I I hope this year that we're, you know, at a 100% capacity that we'll get, you know, we'll start to really reel in, you know, these, these newer, younger graduates and maybe some of our older alumni to come back in and, and, and take ownership now be a part of this you know grow this help help this university grow with the football program and, and its athletics and you know I again can't can't wait to start and and, and you know it's, it's a lot of, lot a of, lot of excitement going on in Conway it's fun.
0: do you feel that that, that uh, momentum is also helped by baseball and that y'all still kind of have that mystique that y'all won the national title you know right before joining the Sun Belt? We, we, we like to lump it in because it was like the day before y'all joined, so we're like, eh, we'll just bump it back. So it was a Sunbelt national title. Yeah. Um, just in case you didn't know that, Joe. But do you, do you feel that that success also parlays into the football success and then just the success of the school as a
1: whole?
2: Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, we we got we got so many website hits the day that we won that thing. I, I'll never forget because I was out there. I, I remember that. And, the, and the, the, you, meant, you mentioned that about joining Sunbelt in July First of uh, 2016, we won it on on June 30th. We were thinking, man, if we could just get one more rain out, <laughs> you know, because we got <laughs> rained out on Wednesday night. We went down you know, the game three oh, was supposed man. to be Wednesday night. Yeah. You know, and they pushed it back to Thursday morning, Thursday, early afternoon. We're like, we get one more rain out. We'll be a Sunbelt conference team, but we might win a national <laughs> championship at the Sunbelt. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we were talking yeah. about out there. You know, of course, now we, the Big South, they were, yeah, you it's know, it was like a tug of war going on, you know. It's like no, no, no. They're big sound. No, no, no there's a sub belt. But uh, yeah, I, I think that you know the, the the mileage we got out of that, the bounce we got, the recognition that we got out of winning a national championship, you know, does does nothing but help the university as a whole. You know, a- academically, athletically, and then certainly, you know, last year with football coming along and, and doing what we did, that was you know that baseball has kind of that, that set the precedent. You know, you know what you got to achieve now. You know, you know what you got to do.
0: How has that success trickled down to maybe the non-revenue sports, uh, you know, the volleyballs, the soccers and things like that? Have you all seen really a success in those sports as well?
2: Yeah, I mean, our, our volleyball team is something else. I mean, I you know, our best player goes down with an ACL tear in the, the Sunbelt Championship match last year. Or I think we win that, quite frankly. I mean, no, you know, not taking away – Anything from think of anybody else, but I mean, we, we, uh, Joseph has got a great volleyball program going. Our men's soccer just joined you know, a new league. And, and so that's going to, that's going to really you know, ratchet things up for them, but they've had a great program for a lot of years. And, you know, like you, you know, like you say that, you know, the non-revenue sports, it, it, it does nothing but help. You know, it does nothing but help the, the, the exposure that the camp, that the, you know, the school gets, you know, people see that logo. They know, Hey, that's coastal. You know, I want to go there. I want to be part of something, you know, whatever, whatever it is. So.
0: Two teams for the Sun Belt ranked in the top 25 this year. Give me your bowl prediction for 2021. Well, what, what will happen this year for the Sun Belt?
2: Are we going to, you know, can we get some team into a, into a really, you know, major kind of a bowl kind of thing? You know, like when, you know, when App State I thought had a chance to be in a, in a different bowl a couple of years ago, and I thought that we might have had a chance to be in a different bowl last season. I mean, it didn't really work out that way. But so I, I just hope that we have a, a great season again and that we will be rewarded. Uh, the teams that earn those bowl berths will be rewarded with a trip somewhere. I, you know, really, the, the destinations aren't bad you know, for our bowl games. I mean, you know, they're, they're not bad. I hope this year, though, we, we would get a chance for a bowl experience. You know, that, that I'll say that. I mean, last year, you know, we went to Orlando for the Cure Bowl, Camping World Stadium. We didn't really get a bowl experience. You know, we flew in the day before the game. Typically, you'll go down and have that bowl experience mm-hmm. the week of. And, and our kids can go and do a lot of things and have dinners and have friendly competitions. I, I hope that
1: we can get a chance to do that this season, no matter where we go. It was a magical season for Coastal Carolina. You had the, you had the record. You had the big wins. But you also had the cancellation. You had the, 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 the stadium that could only seat so many. You had the, the bowl experience that you kind of got robbed out of is this sort of you know we're talking to south alabama or uh, to some people from south alabama and they were opening up a new stadium last year and COVID kind of killed that mood and so they're looking at this year as really the year for them to open that stadium is this sort of going to be like a not necessarily a redemption year but a validation year for the chanticleers chanticleers (laughs) so close
2: yeah, I, I think validation is validation is a good word. I think validation is a good word. I mean, I know the word on the street out there is, hey, what, what, you know, excuse me, was this team a one-hit wonder? You know, did they catch lightning in a bottle? Yeah, you know, did they just – did something just wild happen? And, or, you know, will they go back to their ways of, you know, five and seven? Will they go, you know, seven and five? Will they just kind of, you know, putter around and not do a whole lot? Yeah, I mean, this is a validation season. I mean, again, with all the seniors we have, the – 12 super seniors and then the 13 regular seniors and then, you know, a difference-making quarterback and talent all across the board on defense. I mean, yeah, we, I, we definitely have something to prove, to, to say that, hey, we, this is not just something that happened, a one-off kind of thing. This is something for sustained excellence over the next several years. You know, this is hopefully will be something like what Appalachian State was able to do, kind of like what Louisiana is in the midst of doing right now. You know they're they're winning and they're continuing to win. That's what we have to do. We have to continue to win. We have to continue to play with hunger. We have to continue to play, you know, with discipline. Play a high level of football and keep the winning going. That's what we have to do to to you know to sustain this and make it you know to where hey yeah they went eleven to one but then they turn around and went six and six. You know I can't can't afford to do that.
0: Joe, we thank you so very much for joining us, and uh, we know that next week. Next week is finally the week. We're, we're back in a season next week. Not even a week from today, we will be talking week one football.
1: Yeah, and, and week zero football, for that matter. So, yeah. yeah.
0: I can't wait. You
2: know, I'm excited. I, I can't even believe we're already here. You know, it feels like just you know, a day or two ago I was driving home from Orlando, looking ahead to 2021, thinking, man, you know, we're we're going to be good again. I can't wait. And, yeah, here we are. You know, here we are. Citadel comes to town next Thursday, and then we have Kansas and then off to Buffalo, the new Mass. And the
1: next thing you know, ULM starts our uh, Sun Belt schedule. So it ought to be a lot of fun. All right. Well, thank you very much, Joe, for being on the show. And we appreciate your time and we hope we have to have you back later on in the year.
2: Guys, I do appreciate it. Thank you for having me on, letting me talk some coastal football and ramble on about whatever whatever topic that we talked about and it was a lot of fun and anytime you guys want to chat just just hit me up and then we'll do it
0: every day we rise challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in at u.s border patrol protecting our borders is more than a job it's a calling agents answer the call working together to keep our country and communities safe if you are ready for a new mission join u.s border patrol and go beyond